What is up, guys? I know, I know. I'm not Brayden. I'm not Brayden. Brayden's back there. Uh, I'm not as cool as him. I get it. I get it. But soon, he's going to be a father, and then I'm going to be the coolest person in the room, right? Right? That's how that works, right? Yeah, yeah. And my fans are up here, not my junior and senior guys. That's great. Uh, but isn't that so cool that he's going to be a father one day? Like, literally this week. That's so cool. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. It feels like nowadays... I'm growing up and like everyone I know is getting married, having kids, going to college, dropping out of college. It's so cool. It's one of the coolest. I'm kidding about that dropping out of college. But the, the fatherhood is such a big deal. And that's kind of, one of, kind of what I want to talk about tonight is the fatherhood of God. I want to talk about God and his fatherhood for us. But before we get into that, let me tell you a bit about myself. I am a theater major at ACU. Go Wildcats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Wildcats. Thank you, Mandy. Um, and I love performing. Performing is my favorite thing. I will perform anything all the time, every time, always, every day. Every day. I will love performing. I love telling stories. I love, love telling the truth. And uh, I will say, though, when I told my parents, I sat them down like, hey, mom and dad, I want to be an actor. They were like, that's awesome. No, they weren't. They were like, what? Oh, they, they were so like, oh my gosh, okay, wow, Mitchell, he's going to be an actor. <laughs> Do you know how hard that is? But I will say that when I hopped in, all feet in, all hands on deck, my dad was like, cool, let's do this. Let's do everything. And to prove this, I will tell you that every single performance I've done in my life, my dad has gone to, which is ridiculous. And I'll say this. Oh, I know. Thank you. Um, like, a couple years ago, I was performing in South Carolina, which is like 15 hours away, and my dad drove all the way to South Carolina 15 hours, and I wasn't even the lead. I was like some ensemble character, and he was like, I'm so proud of you, and I'm like, what? Anyway, but it, that's, that's how my dad showed his love, by showing up and being there. But I will say, um, it wasn't always like that. It wasn't always like that. My dad didn't always do that. Can I get real with y'all tonight? Can we get deep? Like, like, can we get deep? Okay, okay, good, because I didn't write anything else, so bear with me, so. Um, <clears throat> I want to get real. Growing up, it was hard for me. Uh, it was hard for our family. Uh, my dad was an alcoholic. Um, my dad was an addict, and that was really hard for me growing up. It was hard on our family. Um, and so he wasn't always able to be present. It was hard on my brothers, hard on my sister, uh, Jonathan, Zachary, Anna, Kate. And in living that way, living in a way that, that wasn't Christ-like for our family, really left this hole in my heart. It really did. And, uh, um, and as a family, we have gone through the road of recovery. We've gone through the road of healing. But it still sucked. It sucked a lot. Um, and it still isn't even perfect. Um, and that, that's kind of want to talk about that because God, he can fill that hole in my heart. God can complete that hole in my heart and make it whole. And the title of my message tonight is The Hole of the Heart. Um, I, I thought of this and I was like, 
you know, God desires our heart to be whole. Now, my message derives from one of my favorite writers, Dave Patty. Uh, if you don't know him, you should look it up. He's a great writer. He has a ministry out in uh, Europe. He's awesome. And he talks about the fatherhood and the fathership of God and who he is. And, uh, and I remember meeting him, and I was like, that inspires me. I want to dive into what God has for me in terms of my relationship with the Father. Um, now, before we get even deeper, I want to say that this message is not about the downsides, the struggles, the imperfection, the perfection of our fathers. It is not about that. It is not about the downsides of our dads. Let's get that out of the way. And uh, before we even go further, I want to say that I know there are people in here who don't have a relationship with their dad, that don't have a dad, and I want to say that I think this message will be really great for you. I think there's healing. There is healing for you if you do not have that relationship. Because I think God desires us to be fulfilled and, and created new in Christ, okay? Now, there are four areas of the heart that we all encounter and struggle with and wrestle with every single day. And the first is this. God the Father has gifted you in identity. Let me say that again. God the Father has gifted each and every one of you in identity in Christ. Okay? Um, now, our dads, from the moment we remember, from the moment we remember, shape our identity. No matter what your relationship with them is. Okay? They shape our identity because we want to seek them. We want them to be like, oh yeah, yeah, you're my son. Yeah, you're my son. But... Sometimes, and that's not their fault. We just expect that as people. We expect that as humans because we're not perfect. And the thing is, 10 times out of 10, they will never be perfect. No matter who he is, they will never be perfect because we are human. Now, one of my favorite books in the Bible is Ephesians, okay? And if, if you get the opportunity to read it, read it tonight. It is like the self-help book of the Bible. Go read it. It's, it talks about identity. And in Ephesians 1, 3 through 5, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He has blessed us in Christ. Can you say that? In Christ? He has blessed us in Christ. Say that again. In Christ. in Christ. Oh, that's so awesome. And even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons of Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Whew, that's a lot. It's awesome. We are predestined for adoption in Christ. In Christ, before we are even conceived, God has already chosen us and be like, you have an identity with me. You have an identity with me. With no one else, you have an identity with me. And your value is already predetermined. Your value is as a son, as a daughter, as a child in him. The value that we seek from our dad here on earth, we, it, it will never be accounted for unless we seek for it in heaven. Okay, uh, and, and yet I, I think every single day, I'm like, why would God want me? Why? I, I'm human. I'm nothing. And, and we say that with our own earthly dads. We look at our dad and I'm like, he hates me. He doesn't like me. But God the Father has chosen you and your identity is made perfect in him. Your identity has no other place except through God the Father with dad. 
Our identity has no other place except with dad. Dad looks at you and says, you're my son. Dad looks at you and says, you're my daughter. Dad looks at you and says, you're my child. And, and that is just so beautiful. And he, he wants something so much better for me. He wants something so much better for you. He loves you. He cherishes you. He wants everything for you. And God the Father loves like no other. Okay, God the Father loves like no other. That's the second, second thing of the heart. He, we seek love from the Father. And God's love loves like no other. I did a research paper a couple weeks ago on a movie uh, for my uh, ACU arts and culture paper. Go Wildcats. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was one, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and in this movie, it talks about a father and a son's relationship in the midst of addiction. Um, and I remember watching this, and there are scenes that I was just so envious of. And, I, and let me tell you one of the scenes. So, so the father uh, is talking to his son. is like, if you took every single word in the English language and you put them all together, it would never equate to how much I love you. I love you more than everything. Everything. And that became their word. They would say everything to each other, and that meant, I love you. So it'd be like, everything. Everything. And I saw that, and I was like, what? I want that. I want that so badly. I want that from my dad. I want that. I want that so bad. And I was so jealous. And the more I watched this movie, the more I saw how the similarities between my relationship is, not with dad here, but dad up there. Because the son would make mistakes. He would run away every time he relapsed, every time he went back to his drugs, every time he went back to alcohol. He would relapse and go far away from his dad. And I think that is so similar to our relationship with God the Father, with dad. Because we, we, we make mistakes and we, we run. Okay, everything. I think that is truly beautiful, everything. And God loves you more than everything. Everything is nothing compared to God's love for you. He loves you more than everything. In 1 John uh, 3.1, it says that, see what kind of love the Father has given you, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. We should be called children of God. God's love for us knows no bound. Okay? It is unfathomably, it is, it is beyond more than everything. Like, I, I don't know how much more overwhelming that can be. It's crippling to me to think that God the Father looks at me and says, you're everything. You know? It, it, it's mind-boggling to me. And we all love to feel secure in our relationships. We love the security in our relationships. But God's love is uncomfortable. God's love is so uncomfortable. It, it is reckless. It is everlasting. We sing about it every single Sunday and every Wednesday. Yet when we really think about it, it is like, what? Ugh, that's weird. That's weird how much God loves me. And it's uncomfortable. But God's love will give up everything to show you that you are everything. God's love will give up everything to show you that you are everything. Does that make sense? That you are everything. Say that with me. Everything. 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 Okay, we'll work on that, okay? But um, yes, guys, we have got to stop believing the lies that Satan tells us. you got to stop. Because when you believe the lies that Satan tells you, you believe that you're worthless. You just do. 
And that is not what God wants for you. God loves you. And God tells us, and Dad tells us that we are worth it. That God the Father is pleased with you. Whoa. God the Father is pleased with you. He's pleased with me. I, I don't know if any of you know what the e anagram test is, like, or, or the personality. Like, there are so many personality tests nowadays, like what type of cheeseburger you are, what kind of chair you are, what, what kind of shirt you are. I'm a BSM shirt, by the way. I see one there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> buy a shirt, yeah. Oh, kidding. They didn't pay me for that. Um, now, now, if you do know the test, I'm a number two. Yeah. <laughs> In short, that means I'm a people pleaser. Yeah, I'm a people pleaser. I love saying yes more than I love saying no, okay? If you tell me to do something, I'll be like, yes, of course, <laughs> I love you, <laughs> you know? And, and so, yeah, so I am a people pleaser and, and that has brought so much pain in my life indirectly, you know? It has brought so much pain in my relationship with my dad indirectly. And it's not even his fault. It's just who I am. And, and like, but that is why seeking God to fill this hole in my heart of pleasure, of pleasing people, seeking God, seeking dad to fill that hole in my heart is so important. And Zephaniah, yes, I know we're going to the Old Testament. Bear with me, yes. Uh, but he says that the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love, and he will exult over you with loud singing. Oh. Have any of you ever had a lullaby sung to you when you were in bed as a child? Yeah, just a few of us. My grandmother did that to me when I was younger. And let me tell you, it made me feel so safe and so secure that I was like, oh, grandmother, I love you. And that was not like she's going to go out and like punch a bad guy in the streets. You know, that's not, that's not her. But her, her lullaby just made me think of like, I feel safe and cherished. And... Uh, so I don't know if any of your dads have sung a lullaby to you when you were younger, but imagine that God, that dad, will sing over you. You know? Isn't that weird to imagine? That God is like sitting in your room and he's singing over you. He's singing blessings over you. That's beautiful. And it is empowering to know that. That I will be quieted by his love. That he will rejoice in me. That God delights in you. God delights in you. He is pleased with you. He loves you. He pleased with you. It is empowering to know that someone is proud of you. It just is, no matter who it is. Now, I can run and jump and be so motivated and so energized just by the fact to know that God the Father is pleased with me. He is proud of me. Even when I mess up every single day, that God the Father is still pleased with me because, because I run back to him. Because you run back to him, he's pleased with you to call you his child, to call you his daughter, his son, his. Now, this brings me to my fourth and final heart issue. And that's this. God the Father gives you a place. God the Father gives you a place. We all want to belong our culture is surrounded this, by this idea that we have to belong no matter what, no matter what the circumstances are. That if you don't belong, you're weird. If you don't belong, go away. If you don't belong, stay away from me. 
And that's just the way it is in our culture right now. We claim to be individuals. We claim to be individuals. Yet, if you don't belong, you're cast out. Right? Right. Um, but God the Father has given you a place. God already has a place specifically designed for you. Now, we desire to have a place with our dad. We want to have a place with our dad. I desire to be what my dad, my earthly dad, I desire what he wants me to be. Now, now if he told me that he wants me to be a basketball player, you better know that I'm going to the courts tonight to work on my form. If, if he wants me to be a mathematician, you better know right after this, I'm going to go get some calculus papers and work on them all night. If it's to be an actor, you better know I'm auditioning every single day. But no matter what you are, God, the Father, still gives you a place, no matter what you are. He still has a place wide open for you. Now, Jesus, Jesus mentioned this uh, in, in John 14. He says that in my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Isn't that cool? That God the Father has like reserved an Airbnb for you. That you're going to walk in and be like, wow, yeah, this is so nice. The AC's on. Wow, there's no AC in my own house. You know, it, it, like, that's just awesome. Because he has given you a place. And we just need to follow him and trust him and open the door to this place. We need to take that leap of faith. Without this place, we will constantly be fighting to have a place of our own. And we will never, if we don't do this, we will never allow God to fill that hole in our heart. We won't. You will constantly be, be uh, threatened by others. You will feel a constant need to prove yourself. Guys, this is not what God wants for you. Our hearts have been damaged by the ones that we love and trust. We have shrunk away from the promises of God because we are scared. We are scared to leap into the promises of God. And we are not perfect. Our families are not perfect. Our dads are not perfect. But God's fatherhood makes our heart whole. He is the one that fills our heart and creates in us a new heart, creates in us a whole heart. Earlier I mentioned about my... um, father's past with addiction and with alcohol and and how that affected our family. Can I tell you tonight that it, it, it still hurts? You know, life is not perfect and it won't ever be perfect, but it's leaning into God's fatherhood and God's healing that just makes it perfect. That God's everything is everything that God has gifted you an identity. He loves you like no other. That he has given you a place. Guys, I'm tired. I'm tired of every day just looking at my own earthly relationships and comparing them to God because they won't be compared to God because God can give you everything. Yet every day we we seek everything in our everyday world. We look at the world around us and we're like, that's better than God. 
Why? Why do we do that? Because we're scared to leap into the promises of God? Because we're scared that the promises of God are going to be perfect? Life is not going to be perfect, and that's okay. But God the Father is, and that's enough. God the Father is perfect, and that's enough. Let's pray.